Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel of Luke. It is a familiar uh, story or familiar words because they are the words uh, known to us as the Magnificat, uh, words of Mary as a response to her cousin's greeting, Elizabeth, when she told her about the pregnancy and they were sharing faith together. And Andrea and I will be uh, reading this together. So let us listen to what the Spirit has to say to us today. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in, mem in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, we give you thanks for your love in our lives, for the gifts that you share with us so abundantly. And we pray today for inspiration, for openness to a word of life, a word of transformation for each one of us. Amen. Each year, the question is what to give the graduates. We wonder, what's a, a gift? You know, we, it's not always an easy choice because you want to give them something they remember on behalf of the church and something that will remind them of their faith. And so every year, you know, we look for inspiration. And this year, one of the options I considered, it didn't make it to the final list because I thought it would be kind of a goofy gift and someone might not appreciate the humor. But this book is called The Worst Case Scenario, Survival Handbook. I thought it would be a good idea to uh, share it with them. You're lucky you didn't get this book. But it has a lot of interesting, and it's not a joke of, you know, this, this is a serious book. They wrote it with the idea that, you know, you may have these situations. Uh, how to jump from a bridge or cliff into a river. How to jump from a building into a dumpster how to maneuver on top of a moving train and get inside, how to uh, identify a bomb, uh, how to land a plane, how to survive an earthquake, how to survive a drift at sea, how to survive when lost in the desert, all these things that you may have happened to you when you are <laughs> away from Batavia. <laughs> How to, I love this one, how to survive if your parachute fails to open. <laughs> I don't think there's a survival after that one, but um, the idea of the book is that you're gonna have problems and life happens. And so this is the premise in the, in the preface, this is what they say. Anything that can go wrong will. We know this as what? Murphy's Law, that people say, you know, if something is bad is going to happen, it will happen or it will go wrong. Be prepared. And I see, yeah, 
scouts. That's the motto for the Boy Scouts. So be prepared. And so this is what they have to say, the authors. The principle behind this book is a simple one. It's a simple one. Just ne you just never know. You never really know what curves life will throw at you, what is lurking around the corner, what is hovering above, what is swimming beneath the surface. You never know when you might be called upon to perform an act of extreme bravery and to choose life or death with your own actions. And the key is to have this book handy. You know, if you <laughs> so if you have the book with you, chances are you're going to really find the time to open it and make sure you get the, the, hint, the uh, prescription for what to do. But I thought, you know, this book is, a, is an interesting premise because it has the idea that things are going to go wrong in life. And they do. I mean, not that life doesn't bring us bad things. It's just the idea that we imagine the worst possible case scenario. I love their imagination and the, how they've, and actually the authors talk about themselves having had some of those experiences and surviving them through training and through preparation. Most of life, most of your days are not spent in these kinds of dangerous activities or jump, having to land a plane without knowing how to land a plane or things that would really threaten life. Most of the time we're living an average life, yet our imagination is always active. And if you think about it, most of the imagination is negative. I mean, some people have great positive imagination, but, but a lot of times when we employ imagination is because something really bad is going to happen or we anticipate something really bad happening. If someone is late, and I, I look at Kelly and think, <laughs> we, what, do you, what do you call it? You call it cautious Kelly and careful Steve. Safety Steve, safety Steve. We always laugh because they always think of, okay, and they're right. Most of the time, you know, they, they do things uh, with caution and preparation to uh, avoid hazards. But the problem with that co that comes, tell us, uh, Kelly, how is your sleep life? <laughs> you worry all the time. Thank you. I'm not, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. But, but most of the time, when, when we have that active imagination, when things could go wrong, what happens for us is that, you know, we are deprived of that sense of peace. And a lot of times, most of what we worry about doesn't ever happen. What we just live in that sense that something, anticipation of what's the next bad thing that's going to happen to me. And so today I want to invite us to consider the gift of imagination as a positive thing, as a positive force, something that God has blessed us with to use to serve the world, to look at new possibilities, new ways to be in the world. And today's story, Bible story, is from Mary where she shares her faith in the face of all the odds she was facing. Think about it. When we read these words, we always think of Mary as this wise, faithful person. But when, we, when you really pay attention to the context, you know that she was a young person, challenged, living in a culture under oppression, and being faced with a major challenge of having to go public with something the community wouldn't have approved of as a young person being pregnant out of wedlock. And yet, all of this, and she turns into positive imagination. Now, if, if she was asking advice from Cautious Kelly, 
What would, what would Kelly say to Mary? What would we say? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what are you thinking? Don't do that. That's risky. Are you kidding? Somebody's going to kill you. You know, this is, you're, you're humiliating the family, you know, all these scenarios that we would, we would pull out the book and say, you know, here, you want to survive. This is, this is not a good idea. What she's doing was very, very risky. Yet she turns to faith, and she turns to a song of faith from someone before her time, Hannah, a forebearer, a foremother from the time of the prophet Samuel, where Hannah sang the same words about faith turning the world upside down, about no possibilities for faith ahead of her. And so Mary turns to that and proclaims faith in the face of challenge. She uses her gift of imagination to see the possibilities, to see the potential. Now, it didn't make her life easy. The birth of Jesus was a great joy and his ministry and all of that. But imagine being the mother for Jesus. What would, what would you say, Kelly, to Jesus? Risky business all the time. Can't you do something a little safer, a little more... You know, average what others are doing. What's wrong with Joe down the street? Why do you have to be like this? Think about it from her perspective that her life was not easy. It didn't become easy because she had faith. What it became was faithful. She found meaning. She found the ability to fulfill her purpose and to help her whole people find a new way at a great cost to her and to her family. But the idea was to use the gift of imagination for love, for bringing something totally new into the world. And we're grateful we sit here today because of Mary's response, because of what she said yes to, what she imagined to be possible. And so today I want to invite you to consider that gift in your life. Where are you stuck? What might you be called to do? to imagine in your life for our world, maybe in places where there is deep fear and we tend to imagine the worst possible case scenario. And if we are with Mary, what songs from the past would we sing? What proclamations of faith would we bring to, to new challenges, to remember God's faithfulness in the past, but also the new potential for the future, whether it's a relationship or uh, you know, an issue for the whole country or for you at your work or health or whatever you are dealing with. Where is God calling you? Or as graduates, how are you going to use the gift of your imagination? So I want to commend to you this story of Mary, her words, and challenge you today to open your heart to where God is leading you. I loved, Eric, I hope it's okay. I'm going to quote something you shared with me. A couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation, and Eric shared, you know, he said something really profound, and I'm, I apologize because I'm paraphrasing, but he said something about the potential for each human being, if they believed in themselves, if they saw the ability for a different kind of future, different maybe from their past, from their failures, from their struggles, but to see the potential that anyone can, can make a difference in the world, can bring joy, can bring art, can bring creativity, if they are open to that gift of life. So today, 
I invite you to embrace that. Open your heart. Keep your faith alive and imaginative. Let God speak through you. Let God speak to you, especially in those places where they seem to be impossible. And may the gift of the Spirit be alive in your life. Amen.